With your coronavirus update for Thursday, August 26th, I'm Jim Watkins. In a moment, we'll take a look at U.S. trends on current coronavirus cases, as well as outcomes, along with the latest VAERS data, which is exclusive to this report. No other coronavirus update includes these numbers, which are important to understanding the positive and negative impacts of mitigation efforts of the coronavirus. All of this data is available at your fingertips at candidlyspeaking.net. In the news on Tuesday, the FDA granted Pfizer approval status as its vaccine receiving federal approval without being classified as emergency use only. This FDA approval allows government agencies as well as employers to mandate health protocols like vaccinations for workers or mandatory testing requirements with the force of law. Pfizer also announced today it is seeking FDA approval of its booster shot. As expected, major corporations like Delta and state governors have also announced mandatory vaccines for its employees. We should note the FDA only gave approval use for use of the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine for people 16 and older. More studies are being made as to side effects and efficacy for younger people. Meanwhile, Moderna has filed its application today For full FDA approval, Moderna and Pfizer both use mRNA technology in their two-dose regimens. President Biden also authorized the U.S. military to mandate vaccinations among all servicemen and women across all branches of the U.S. military effective immediately. According to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, the mandate will affect 1.4 million service members. Biden also addressed the nation last week, urging all Americans who have received a COVID vaccine shot to prepare to get a booster after eight months, when the CDC says efficacy begins to diminish. 59% of Americans have been vaccinated, bringing the total number of partially or fully vaccinated people in the United States to 162 million. And according to the latest August 23rd numbers from the CDC, of those vaccinated, just over 560,000 people or health providers reported adverse side effects, including just over 13,000 deaths, 54,000 hospitalizations, 73,700 urgent care visits, 5,800 heart attacks, and 17,200 patients who became permanently disabled, subsequent to taking one of three of the approved vaccines. That, according to the CDC VAERS reporting system. Turning our attention to new cases and fatality trends from week to week, new coronavirus cases rose 8% in the United States from week to week, ending August 25th. Deaths increased 12% to 921 per day on average. That's up from 820 deaths per day last week. Want to mention also that percentage-wise in the U.S., deaths remain at 2% and full recovery at 98% of those who come into contact with coronavirus or test positive. Global deaths versus recoveries also represents 2% of all cases. As of August 25th, 33% of the world's population have received vaccinations. Looking closer at key states and mortality changes from COVID-related deaths in the U.S., 
At present, the top five states with the highest number of new deaths include Texas with 245, which is an increase from last week, California 148, that's also an increase from the week previous, Louisiana with 110, also rising, Georgia with 91, that's up from last week, Kentucky with 65, about on par from where we were a week ago. And Florida is down significantly, ranking 28th in the number of deaths reported in the last 24 hours at 9. And finally, Australia's Prime Minister announced construction has begun on a quarantine center for people who are non-vaccinated. Australia has seen a sharp rise in COVID cases despite vaccination progress, but deaths in the land down under from COVID are almost non-existent, with the average daily number of deaths from COVID at two. It has never exceeded four deaths since last October. Quote, a dedicated regional quarantine facility will be built at Wellcamp Airport near Toowoomba as we contend with the dangerous Delta variant. We need fit-for-purpose quarantine facilities, end quote. That was a tweet from Queensland Premier Anastasia Palachuk. Toowoomba is outside of Brisbane. Editor's note, we are clearly in the second phase of the pandemic, where we now begin to focus more on the societal impacts of the COVID pandemic. So look forward to more in-depth stories on the impact COVID is having on societies around the world and here at home. With your coronavirus update, I'm Jim Watkins. All of this information is available to you at candidlyspeaking.net.